Hey there, homies. Get ready to dive into the heart of your favorite show with The Way Home Rewind, where Megan and Wendy, your guides on this nostalgic journey as we re-air every recap episode from season one, dissecting the twists and turns of the hit series, The Way Home. With a brand new season on the horizon, join us in reliving the moments that made you laugh, cry, and gasp. Don't miss a beat. Subscribe now and join us for this 10-episode look back of The Way Home Rewind, where the past meets the present and the journey home is just beginning. Your favorite show, your favorite moments, and a whole lot of excitement right here on Girls Gone Hallmark in anticipation of season two dropping January 21st. New recap episodes will follow. Hey everybody, welcome to Girls Gone Hallmark, a Hallmark review podcast. I'm Megan. I'm Wendy. And today we're recapping The Way Home, episode nine, the day the music died. If you want to connect with us outside of the podcast, you can find us on Instagram. We are both at Megan and Wendy and at Girls Gone Hallmark. Jump into our Facebook group, Girls Gone Hallmark. There's been a little chatter about The Way Home in the last couple of days. Yeah, it's on How this is going to conclude Mm -hmm. i gotta say megan i'm kind of sad that the season is coming to an end i've truly enjoyed it this is such a good show yeah and i don't know how to impress upon people who aren't hallmark channel watchers that you don't need to be you do not have to enjoy the hallmark channel to enjoy this show it's so well done which is not to say, like, Hallmark doesn't produce quality content. I'm just saying I think some people have, like, a mental block. They're like, I don't watch the Hallmark channel. Right. That's not this. I know. It's so good. It also gives me such high hopes for Ride. I hope. I'm afraid that Ride's going to fall below my expectations. Because the bar has been set so high. Yes. Yeah, I'm a little – I'm sad that it's almost over. I really was watching this episode on the edge of my seat. Me too. Like, I could just feel, like, the, like – tension building yeah oh my god where is this gonna go they did a really nice job with that hey i hear you have some housekeeping to discuss uh you know i just want to talk about our the way home merch inspired you're you're wearing it right now inspired yes inspired our cute port haven new brunswick sweatshirt but now i realize this is 1999 on it and now we're in the 2000s i know but whatever it's where it all began right oh it's where it all began in the past. If somebody wants a custom Port Haven, New Brunswick without the 1999 on it, let us know. I think it's I think it's cute. It's such a cute sweatshirt. I love it. It's all I wear anymore. Sweatshirts and jeans, sweatshirts and jeans. Because it only rains here. I will leave a link to buy your own in our show notes. There's also stickers. Take me back. Yeah, shout out uh, listener Michelle. Purchase stickers. She did. I love it. Because we've been talking about this every episode, the title of this episode is The Day the Music Died, which is a song released by Don McLean in 1971, which became a hit in 1972. Yeah, and it had a real resurgence. I remember being in middle school and that having, like, being a popular song again. And I think it had to do with that Tom Cruise movie where he was, like, a went off to war and was a veteran. I want to call it Independence Day, but I know that's not it. People are screaming at us right now. Email us, MeganandWendy at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram. I did see Garth Brooks in concert in the 90s, and he closed out his concert with this song. Interesting. 
Okay. Are you ready? I am. Let's go. We start off in the year 2000, and they, Brady and Kat, are at the point, and they're talking. And she's telling them how bad it is at home. He tells her he wants her to join him in the States after high school graduation. Mm -hmm. And in the background, we see a police car zoom by. Sirens blaring. Kat and Brady, they then arrive home, and they see the police there, and Kat thinks Jacob must be found. Mm-hmm. However, the policewoman tells Kat that there was a truck that ran off the road and the driver didn't survive. We see Dell in the background crying and Kat realizes it was Colton. Is it so weird that the police officer gives that information to Kat? Yes. With a child? Yes. Totally. I was like, what is happening here? She's like, oh, by the way, there was a truck that ran off the road and uh, I was like, is she going to say, like, it's your dad? Or, like, did they know this woman personally? Yes. Yeah. It was weird. In present day, Kat comes downstairs and tells Alice she's going to take a weekend away. She's going to a spa. And Alice is giving her a look. And Kat assumes that Alice thinks she's selfish. But Alice is honestly just glad Kat's going to GTFO because Kat and Dell, things are tense in the house. And everybody needs a break. In comes Dell, And Dell Catherine's her. Yes, And every time she Catherine's her, my hackles go up. But Mm -hmm. she sends her off on her me time. And I can't help but think that that me time is a bit bit of a dig. Like, you know, you you kids and your self-care. Okay, but let me ask you here, because I was trying to remember what happened at the end of last week's episode that Del and Kat are grouchy at each other. Because, well, is it just the cat pushing that Colton wasn't with another woman? Um, that yes. And Del was like, you're wrong. There's more to it. And I want to say that in the opening scene, when I see Del crying, I, I thought, I felt bad for Del in this moment. We get more information at the end of this episode, but I thought it must be easier for her to stay mad at Colton than to think about him dying while you were still fighting, while you had unresolved issues. Mm -hmm. And so I think me projecting, perhaps Del is like, don't, take away my righteous anger. Like, I have lived all of this time. It is easier to be angry than to be sad. Yeah. But I'm telling you, I feel like she projects that onto, like, her relationship with Kat a lot. And now I could see how young Kat would think that Mm -hmm. her mom was, like, blamed her for Jacob's disappearance. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Their relationship is so cantankerous Del says you know this will be a good break and Kat says yeah it'll give us some clarity and they're just like picking at each other mm-hmm. and Kat knocks on Elliot's door so she's not going to a spa and his little well hi is the cutest thing I've ever mm-hmm. heard they kiss she invites herself to stay for the weekend and I wonder did she drive here did she walk here are they not like gonna see her car um and Elliot says oh we're doing this and Kat says yes with a little time travel and poor Elliot he's like oh great he's like I thought we were going to stay in bed all weekend long, Seriously? you know? Now she's like, oh, I actually want to run off to <laughs> yesteryear. Yeah. Uh, we get the opening title. And then followed, Kat and Elliot are looking through the dossier. She asks about the crying woman at the funeral, which Dell has told her time and time again. And Elliot doesn't recall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, Kat says she's got to go back and she's going to keep going back until she figures it out. So back in the year 2000, Kat is once again spying on the family. She is in her invisibility cloak. No one can see her. <laughs> Del and Kat are loading up the truck to go to the train station and Colton is saying how much he misses his daughter and Del invites him to ride in the truck, but he says he has too much to do. And um, he kind of calls, I miss you, but they don't, they don't hear that they have closed the truck doors and uh, my heart breaks a little bit for Colton in this moment, but he, as soon as they're gone, runs to grab his keys and in hops Cat into the bed of the truck so she can follow him. This is really unsafe, Cat. Don't ride in the bed of a truck. Yeah. Aren't I mean, you worried about dying in the wrong timeline? I Well, she knows that her father dies in a car. I know. But, you know, whatever. These are, again, these are these things that you just have to like, I'm just going to put that aside. Yep. I'm just going to continue to enjoy the show mm-hmm. without those details. Back in present day, Elliot is at the point and he's recalling a memory of him and Kat also at the point as teenagers. And they're talking about Colton's accident and what everybody is saying about it. Are they alluding here that it was a self-inflicted yes, accident? That's what people are saying. Okay. She tells him that she is going to be leaving and going to the University of Minnesota, and that she's just got to get away from Point Point Haven. Point Haven? Point Haven? <laughs> did you look at my sweatshirt? <laughs> to remember what this <laughs> town is called? <laughs> Port Haven. I'm like, I'm taking notes as I'm watching this show. She has to get away from Port Haven and all of the questions about Colton's death. I just want to say that this Elliot storyline that develops throughout the show is so well done. I mean, it is like masterful the way they edit in these mm. flashbacks and the work he's doing. A lot of the show we get through exposition, like there's so much dialogue. Yeah. And there's no talking about this until the very end. It's good. Alice interrupts his memory by plopping down at the table. And I'm kind of like, as Elliot, her teacher, I'm like, maybe you shouldn't sit here at this table with me. That's weird. Like, yeah. sit with your teacher. Yeah. She talks about some lab report that they've been doing and mentions that Dell's her guardian for the weekend. And Ellie's like, oh, where's your mom? Alice says, you know, it's fine. They need a little less drama. But they have a conversation about how she's hesitant to go back because it's going to be rough in the past. And they go back and forth a little bit because Alice says she just wants to remember the good. And Elliot says that perhaps that's wise, but maybe you need a proper goodbye. And he doesn't tell her what to do, but he says he doesn't want you to regret any of your choices. Which is so weird because this is fully in contrast to what he's telling Kat. He's telling Kat, don't go back. But their motivation is different. Like, Kat wants to go back to change the past. He's suggesting maybe Alice needs some closure because he knows at some point Alice stops time travel. Fair point. Okay. Spencer and Chloe walk in to the point. (laughs) Spencer and Chloe don't walk in? Zoe. Who the hell is Chloe? (laughs) She lives in Point Haven. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Spencer and Zoe walk. That's funny. I don't know. Okay. No. (laughs) Point I got Thank it you. I, I appreciate got it. Slow, not firing on all uh. cylinders this morning. <laughs> okay. Spencer and Zoe walk in. They share good news that the new owner of the Roxy has hired Spencer to cater the opening. And then the two walk off to go plan and leave Alice sitting there. And I think Alice is feeling a little bit of FOMO. Oh, yeah. You know, and not being really in the friendship circle. Can I talk to you about this scene really quickly? Yes. So we've talked a lot about like 
the very beginning, they presented it like Spencer and Zoe were together. Then there yes. was this like weird in between. Zoe wasn't there. Are they together? I feel like maybe the writers forgot they were together mm-hmm. for several episodes. And now they're going hard on the this is my girlfriend because she like, she's like, babe, tell them about the gig. Yeah, yeah. They lean real hard into their coupledom. Anyway, can I also interject here about the new owners of the Roxy? Yeah. A few days ago, I had this like great theory. I was like... It's Jacob. Jacob fell into the pond. He's in the future. He's going to be the new owner of the Roxy, but Jacob would be a child in the future. Also, like, how does he get ID? Like, he's from... I know. So it's not him. And your response was like, ooh. Well, I didn't want to, like... All theories are valid. I didn't want to, you know, crap on your theory. But he would be a child. He would be a child. In present day, right? Okay, so I don't know how... Okay. All right. All right. Back in the year 2000, Colton's truck pulls up in front of a house. Cat pops out of the bed of the truck. And a woman guides Colton into the house, and Kat makes the wild decision to approach the front door of the house. She's just poking around. She just has to see what's going on in here. I'm going to look through the window because nobody can see me. (laughs) Colton opens the door and says, oh, are you joining us? And we cut to commercial. Yes. We come back, and Kat joins them in the house, and Colton says, haven't we met? You're the lady that was in my yard. You know, when he said, haven't we met, I thought, oh, does he recognize his daughter? Mm. But then, yes. Yeah. And we find out it's a grief support group and Kat mm-hmm. is asked to introduce herself. So she does. And she says her name is Rose. You do think there's a significance there or did she I, just. I wondered. I wondered, but I don't think so. Yeah, but maybe. Come up with one. I mean, is there a character named Rose in Alice in Wonderland? No, there's not. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's like, my name is the Cheshire Cat. <laughs> well, when she said Rose, I was like, is she going to be like my boyfriend Jack Drown? I really thought for a moment. Oh, my God. That would be so funny. When did that movie come out? 99, I think. Yeah. Anyway. In present day, Dell and Alice are walking, and Dell apologizes for taking Alice away from her friends, but Alice is real wise here. She says, those aren't my friends, not because I don't want them to be, because I haven't given them a chance. And she, you know, alludes to the fact that she hasn't really been mentally present here in Port Haven, but she hasn't really been physically present here either, and... They suggest that maybe they're both stuck in the past. You know, Del drops that quite a bit in this episode. Like, it's time for us to move on. We've been stuck in the past. I don't like, get what it. does she know? Right. But then also, like, Del doesn't push harder on, like, well, I thought you've been hanging out with these people. Like, what's, where have you been? What are you doing? Why are you hanging on to the past? What's happening? Mm-hmm. There's no questions. Uh, maybe Dell just assumes she's like more focused on life back home. Like she oh. hasn't committed to Port Haven. Okay. They haven't been there all that long. I know. Like <clears> <throat> five days at this point. We don't know. <laughs> no, I guess it's been a couple seasons. No, has it? A few months. Okay, whatever. It's not quite winter yet because the pond isn't frozen over. That's right. Uh, back in 2000, we're at the grief group. That's what I call it, the grief group. And Colton's sharing that the investigation has been called off for the, you know, looking for Jacob and the PI he hired quit. And he shares that everyone's just giving up and he doesn't know if he can quit looking for him. And he talks about how Dell is his rock and he's lost and he doesn't know how to be a husband or a dad anymore. Mm. And I just was like, this whole, yeah, Colton really tugged at my heartstrings. Really? And it breaks me to know that he cannot have this conversation with his wife. Mm-hmm. Like, wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. In present day, Dell takes Kat to the pond. And she's like, I know it's nothing 
it's just a sinkhole, but she says the pond is always the first to give her clues when seasons change. And Alice is silently panicking behind her and says, does the pond freeze over completely? Because the pond is her window to the past. Mm -hmm. And again, what does Del know, if anything, or is this just a happy coincidence that this was Del's message to her? Let's talk about change and time marching forward she even says like the pond is its own little world Mm. yeah i mean i feel like del has to know more but again who knows Mm -hmm. at this point who freaking knows we're again at the support group and cat and colton and the leader of the group are talking and we see the leader of the group give cat like a business card Mm -hmm. which will come into play a little bit later on uh, Colton offers to take her back to Port Haven and Kat can't help. Oh, so they're in the truck driving back and Kat can't help notice all of Colton's details, his face, his hands, his sunglasses. That must be wild to be mm-hmm. sitting there with your dad who died. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm surprised she wasn't like <sighs> sniffing the air. <laughs> right. You guys, if you listen to this episode or, you know, regularly, you know, her penchant for sniffing things. Yeah. He asks then where he can like drop her off specifically. And like, she's just being vague. And she says like, Oh, I'm just trying to keep like this support group a secret. So you can just drop me here on the side of the road. Um, you know, and he does. And then of course, like he lets her out where he is inevitably going to crash and die. Yeah. In present day, Kat is telling Elliot what happened and level-headed Elliot can't believe that she just sat in on their therapy group just right in front of Colton. Kat insists he didn't recognize her and that it was helpful to hear how he really felt. And Elliot tells her this is a dangerous game, but Kat cannot let go. She needs more answers. She doesn't believe that Colton's accident was intentional and Elliot tells her Alice is ready to say goodbye to the past to remember the good and not the bad and doesn't say, maybe you should too. Mm. You know, I feel very like I would be cat in this situation. Like I would need to know everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you have a portal to your past and you know that your parent is about to die, of course you're going to do everything you can. I fully understand her motivation. Yeah, I would. Yeah, absolutely. But I also fully understand Elliot's frustration. Sure, but what the hell does Elliot know for sure about time travel and changing the future? He keeps saying, like, what has happened in the past is going to happen. Like, how does he know that for sure? Yes. Spoiler alert. He's right. I know, but I would need to know for certain, too. Yeah, I I don't. I think I would, too. Back in 2000, Alice shows up at the Landry house wet. Del and Colton ask why she doesn't have a coat. You know, it's cold we are in winter time there um they tell her cat isn't there but they invite her to go up to her bedroom to get a towel from cat's room so alice goes up to cat's room she's like poking around she looks through the alice in wonderland book underlining a passage we've seen before mm-hmm. she comes downstairs and talks with colton she asks if they can play the song that colton taught her and he tells her that he hasn't played in a while but says yes they sing together and it's lovely and touching and another bit of a gut punch in this episode because this song he wrote for Dell and Dell comes downstairs to see them singing and they have a sweet moment of eye contact and he says those words were written in a better time but they still hold the truth and then Colton tells Alice that she's talented and to keep it up and this is her grandfather who mm. she never got to meet and 
Alice cries and says goodbye to Colton and That was a rough scene, right? Very. Yeah. And runs off weeping. Goodbye, Colton. Peace, Del. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And present day Dell is doing farm stuff. I'm not even quite sure what she's doing. She's like doing something like preparing for winter. I don't know what. Uh, Alice doing farm stuff. Alice arrives from the year 2000. And she's wet and sobbing, and and Dell's reaction, like she's like, "What's wrong?" And Alice collapses into her arms, telling her that she's still glad that she's here. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. Dell, as a grandmother, it redeems her in my eyes. I 100% agree. But then it's like, it's so crazy to me that, like, I'm not saying that Dell's not a good mother to Kat, but their relationship is so, give me a word, contentious. That, like, she is such a 180 to Alice. Yeah. You know, like, there's so much baggage with Dell that, I mean, with Dell and Kat. And Del just can't, like, let that go. Mm-hmm. Well, neither can Cad, to be quite honest. In the present day, Elliot's picking up dinner for two to go, and Monica says it's about time. And while he's waiting, he has uh, another memory of their graduation day. It's Nick, Monica, Cat, and Elliot are toasting at the point, and Nick and Cat both wish Alice was there. And Cat can't believe she's just disappeared, and she hasn't come back. And we learn that Cat is leaving this weekend. Dell isn't speaking to her, and she says, I need you to be there to Elliot when I leave. Um, and Elliot, like, has a moment, and he takes off out of the point to the Herald, where poor Byron says, you can look around, but be quick, because I'm off to Marrakesh, because no one's going to miss me here. Such a weird... Why do you think they're doing this? What we find out at the end of the episode, I wonder if we're not done with Byron, perhaps... What do we find out at the end of the episode? Well, I'll, I'll, okay. I'll bring it back. Okay. But I see some theories that people think Jacob is Byron, but, like, that doesn't work out. No, 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 no. But it seems to me, like, you have Byron who's been in, like, almost every episode from the beginning. I do not believe we're done with him. Oh, I hope not. I was like, are they just writing this dude out of the show now? Like, I can't, I can't, because I was like, is Kat going to take over the Herald? Oh, hey, that's not a, that's an interesting idea. Um, I refuse to believe two things. One, that Jacob is gone, and two, that Byron is leaving the show. But I do think it would be a little bit of a disservice to be like, I'm just going to sit here and run this newspaper, mm-hmm. even though nobody wants me here. Right. I think I like that he's like, I'm going to do something with my life. You should, too. Mm, okay. Which is the unspoken part. Yeah. In the next scene, we see Alice and Del, and they're talking. And Alice explains why she understands how Del has shoved everything, like literally, to the basement. <laughs> you know, um, because things are just too hard to live with. And Del tells her it's best we start living today. And she thanks Alice for being a wonderful person. Like, tells her she loves her. And Alice says the same, and then calls Del grandma. And Del loves it. And she's waited so long to hear that. Yeah, that's sweet. Um, Elliot arrives back home and we don't know at this point what he was looking for at the Herald. He's got some things with him, but Kat is despondent because the pond would not let her go back. Um, he says that's happened before to Alice and they talk about, he says, I promise we'll find answers some other way. And Kat still stuck in the past says, you know, I took your hand the night my dad died, you and Brady were both there and I took 
your hand because you were the one I needed. And she's kind of kicking herself for maybe not seeing Elliot then the way she sees him now. In 2000, Kat is at the Landry farm again and she sees Colton. Are we, is this adult Kat? Mm-hmm. She sees Colton and he says, oh, I thought I wouldn't see you again. And she tells him that she should share his group grief sessions with the family Mm -hmm. and they get in the car or they get in the truck to go to their session that night at therapy colton tells a story about a dream he has about jacob that's kind of rough to hear and um basically that he's like trying to get to him but he's drowning in the dream and he wishes he could be waking up with his wife he's still sleeping in the basement and we get more insight he talks about how he knows his daughter feels abandoned and blamed but She's everything he wishes he could be. And he tells the group he's going to tell Dell and Kat about the group. And he says, maybe that's the way back home. And then says he would tell Jacob everything if he had five more minutes with him. So as a daughter sitting there, wouldn't you just be a mess hearing like your dad say that stuff Mm -hmm. about you? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Yeah. She has a couple little tears, but... No, I would be, like, on the floor, fetal position. full puddle. Yeah. 100%. Um, Colton and Kat are driving back in the truck, and she tells him that, you know, a story that she lost her dad in an accident and doesn't know exactly what happened and how the death had ruined their family. And they talk about how grief will make them stronger. And he tells her the future is stronger than their past. It's their legacy. Yeah. And Kat says that her grief led her to her greatest gift, Alice. Well, this scene was very distracting to me because I really just wanted them to stop making eye contact while they were driving down Oh, my gosh. Road. I was like, this is it. This is when it's going to happen. Seriously. Like, he just kept turning and looking at her and his eyes were not on the road. No. Look forward. After the commercial, Alice sees her mom running back from the pond. It was a little unclear. Mm-hmm. And she's kind of shaking her head and she's annoyed that A, that her mom is going back to the past and B, that her mom is not at a spa. Right. She's still in town. Uh, and at Elliot's, cat is thrilled to have had that moment with Colton. All, her emotion is purely driven by what's happening in the past and nothing by what's happening in the present. Mm-hmm. Um, she looks at the, at the card that the support group lady shared with her the first time she was there and she realizes that the support group meets twice a week and that is where Colton was driving home from the night he died. And she's convinced that the pond will send her back so she can fix this. And Elliot reminds her once again that what has happened has always happened. And here, again, I refuse to believe that Jacob is gone, but I also don't think, and at no point in this show have I felt like we are changing Colton's death. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. Like, I believe we could find Jacob. I don't believe we're getting Colton back. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so Elliot points out she could, you couldn't change what happened with Jacob, and he gets pissed because they're stuck in the past. And he says, I need you here with me, and I need to be more to you than what I was then. Because Kat is really remembering, like, you were there for me then. And he's like, I need you here now. Yeah. I am this, I'm now Elliot. Yeah. That's going to be rough. As But also, like, can he be a little understanding? <laughs> I mean, it's only a couple of days away. Like, just I know. Live. But I also think he's scared. Yeah. Everything that has happened will happen. But something worse could happen. Like, you – I don't know. See, how does that work out? Right, right. Like, if she gets if killed in a car now, accident, can too. she be killed in the past? Right. That's a good question. Yeah, lots of those weird questions. 
At the end of that scene, Alice comes knocking on Elliot's door and tells her mom it's time to come home. Yeah, I said in comes Alice like a wrecking ball. And what breaks my heart is she's like, be here with me now. I promise this is more important. (sighs) Yeah. Crazy. So next thing we have Kat and Del and they're talking. They're back at at the house and and she's showing Del the card. And Kat explains that she found the card downstairs, (laughs) you know, magically and confirmed that Colton was in therapy before he died. And Del really doesn't want Kat pursuing the past again. She says she's ready to stop living in the past herself and she needs to heal and like just stop Kat. Kat heads off to bed and leaves Del listening to music. And Del has what I think is a fantasy. Yeah, it's like a conflation of present-day Dell experiencing a past memory. Right. It's well done. Mm-hmm. It's really well done. And uh, her, she and Colton are dancing to the music, and he tells her that, you know, she's his home, and they kiss, and they, like, reconnect. and um, But he's got to bounce. And he's like, I'll tell you everything that's going on tomorrow. And I'm like, where is he going? Is that just the end of this, like, memory she's having no he's going to the support group because he says Is don't forget Thursday about the night? snow moon tonight oh that's right so he's going to he's gonna tell her and then he dies what the hell is a snow moon i don't know it's a big pretty moon but Dell in this scene says i've been frozen in time do the writers of this show listen to this podcast because we have said mm. did time stop for this hmm hmm i doubt she it. has been frozen in time she has been frozen in time but i doubt they listen to this podcast I know. I'm not writing this week to week. I know. Just let me have my moment. (laughs) I just thought I'm picking up what you're putting down here. Upstairs, Kat says goodnight to Alice. And Alice asks her to sleep in her room. She says she misses her. And Kat thinks she's talking about hanging out with her teenage BFF. But she's like, no, I miss my mom. Um, Alice has a new comforter on her bed because it's winter. And Kat says, oh, it's the Landry Eiderdown. And Eiderdown, I looked it up because I didn't know what that word meant. Mm -hmm. And it's like a... Uh, it's feathers that are naturally dropped and picked up, so they're not, like, forcibly removed. Okay. And apparently they're, like, a softer, nicer type of down feather. Anyway, it's a down comforter she's got on her bed. Okay. Alice shows her the line in the Alice in Wonderland that she had underlined as a, a goodbye message to Kat. Yeah, and this is weird, too, because Kat goes, yeah, I should have realized that. <laughs> but what? Like, how? What? This is why I'm confused. I should have realized that was, well, not that you were a time traveler, but that it was a message from, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, and Alice wishes she could go back to the start. She kind of wants to relive all of this, knowing what she, she doesn't say this, but I assume what she knows now. Let me cut to the morning and I yell at my TV. Because Kat's sneaking out because she's going to run off to the pond again. Yes. We see her leaving a sleeping Alice and I yell, no. Don't do it. Not my no was less about what is coming than about you just had this moment. She just told you she needs you and you're leaving again. And on the one hand, I do get it. But on the other hand, Kat has an itch that needs to be scratched. Indeed. I want to go back to the comment that Alice wishes she could just jump back in upon it and go back to the start. Would that be interesting in season two that this starts all over again? I thought that. 
actually, because I feel like in our last episode, you made a comment like, are we just going to keep looping back through this? Did I? But it's a good question. <laughs> I think you did, or I imagined it, and I, I had the same thought. Is Are, are we going to be... Are we going to get a redo? I don't know. But then, I don't know. I don't know either. Um, before we cut to the commercial, Kat emerges from the pond to see the snow moon. And she says, no, no, no. And then she realizes that's the night. That's the night. Commercial break. Yeah. Commercial break. Now, I thought they did this last series of scenes really well. Really, really well. (sighs) Wait, I want to shout out the director because while you look that up, I just want to say it was very reminiscent of the scenes when Jacob is getting lost and there's just cut, 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 multiple perspectives as people are discovering things. The director is Grant Harvey. I don't recognize any of his other work other than Heartland, a show I didn't watch. But, I mean, I thought this scene was so good. So we start out after the commercial. We're back in 2000. Cat is running through the woods to the area where Colton will have his accident. Mm-hmm. And then we're back in present day, and Elliot is is reading the archive papers that he got from Byron at the Herald, and it's a story about Colton's death. And he reads aloud, witness claims to have seen two women running through the wor- woods, and his eyes get huge. Two women. I want to I want to stop you because in the scene where Cat's running through the woods, yeah. I write in all caps, "Come on, Cat! Everything that has happened will always happen. Doesn't it occur to you that you are going to cause this accident as you stand where the accident happens?" I mean, what is she thinking? She's going to do jump out in front of the car? Stop the car! It's dark. I just I know that it has to happen, but I was. So- what do you think her plan was here? That's what I don't understand. And how does, how does, this is a smart woman. She's a journalist. She investigates things. Like, why is her brain not making the leap yeah. to, it's me. I know, but. I did. I know, we, we need it. Oh my gosh. So the next immediate scene, we're back in 2000 and Alice emerges from the woods and like is begging Kat to leave. Like, let's go, let's go. And they're kind of like. They're not tussling, but she's, like, trying to, like, pull her. Like, we need to leave. And Alice, like, kind of stumbles in the middle of the road. And we see the truck coming. Coming. And Kat pushes her out of the way, causing Colton's truck to crash. Here is where the magic is. The truck crashes. It's like, is it silent? Like, Kat's reaction is silent. Mm -hmm. And it's a scream. And you... Brava to the acting here. Like, mm-hmm. I, I have chills talking about Me it now. Too. But it's like, here is where she realizes that she caused the accident. Yes. Oh, my God. I still have chills. As do I. Um, And again, but there's no sense of self-preservation. Like, the lights are coming down the road and right. they're standing. Get out of the street. Right. And this final moment, Kat pulls Colton from the car. And she's like, it's going to be okay. You're going to be okay. And he looks at her and he says, hey, kiddo. And then he says, I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> it was my Catherine. And she calls him daddy. And I don't, you you don't know. Did he know all along that this is his daughter? Is this a, a deathbed realization that he sees her? I don't know. But it's lovely. I mean, she gets to say goodbye to him. Oh, oh my God. And then 
cat kind of breaks down. Uh, she becomes almost catatonic and Alice is like, we have to go. We can't be found here. And Alice has to be the 15 year old voice of reason and drags her mother mm-hmm. off into the woods. End of episode. Oh, I'm like, how? What? I, this, this is where I was like, I don't want this show to end next week. Agree. I'm not ready. They're going to leave us with a huge cliffhanger, aren't they? Next week. They have to. We see Kat saying, I know where Jacob is in the preview. I, I couldn't remember what the previews, what they showed. There was all, there was, that was the only part that I was Kat like. Kat oh. has a realization she knows where Jacob is. She says that. I know where Jacob is. Is he in the future? The future? I don't know. I have so many questions because remember this show opened with a nightgowned figure running through the woods. I've completely forgotten about Who that. Who is that? Who is that? Because it's clearly in the past being chased with. Yes. So are we going to somehow come back to that? That is a good question. I need to know about that. You know, they allude to the the white witch, that there's some relation there. Where is Jacob? Are we going to get Colton's funeral? Is it going to be Kat crying there? I mean, it's it's less important to the story. I'm just curious if she's able to go back for that. Yes, because if it is her crying at the funeral, that means then they went back. She went back again. I don't know. How do you recover from that? Seeing your dad die, I don't know if you can go back for the funeral. Like, you said your goodbyes there. Mm -hmm. Oh, my goodness. And then you're right. So many questions about what what's this whole him talking to her on his deathbed there? Like, what? And I don't know that we're going to get any more answers there. (sighs) I'm dying to know how they're going to do a season two. There's a lot riding on the finale for me, and I'm going to need a little bit of a buffer between finishing this show and starting Ride. Like, I can't watch them back to back. Oh, yeah. You think you're going to be like a mess and then be like, okay, now here I got to watch Ride. Yeah, I'm going to need like a day. Okay. Thank you for listening to this episode of Girls Gone Hallmark. Hey, go get your Point Haven merch. (laughs) (laughs) Joking. It's really, it actually says Port Haven, guys. Of course it does. Yesterday, we published a review of a winning team. And on Friday, we'll be back with a review of the Movies and Mysteries movie, The Cases of Mystery Lane. That's it. Their last name is Case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you caught that. I did. If you love this podcast, we love your five-star ratings and reviews. Hop into the Apple Podcast app and click those five stars. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.